Coming up, we're going to get you ready for the Lucas opener at Golden Isles tonight, including win picks. We'll also talk sprint car safety and more. Let's go. Today is Thursday, January 27th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Before we get into the show, today's episode is supported by our friends at Rotor Ron. If you're into RC cars and racing, head over to rotorron.com. They've got a full line of new and reconditioned RC motors, plus batteries and all the accessories you could need, including gears, radios and receivers, and more. And if you need your RC motor dyno tuned, check them out. They're being, uh, with them being located in Illinois, they can get it turned around quickly for you. As a bonus for my Dirt Tracker audience, use code DIRT10 at checkout and get 10% off any order of $50 or more. So pop over to rotoron.com, grab some RC parts, and use code DIRT10 at checkout. If you're a Dirt Late Model fan, today is a good day. Speed Weeks kicks off tonight at Golden Isles with 20 race nights on the schedule through February 19th between Lucas, the Outlaws, and Dirt Car. We've got Golden Isles, Bubba Raceway Park, Alltech, East Bay, and Volusia coming up. That includes 14 Lucas race nights and six late model shows at Dirt Car Nationals, two of which are Dirt Car and four, are, uh, four of those are World of Outlaws. Last night, the teams got a chance to practice at Golden Isles before racing gets underway for real tonight. They had 43 cars take time with Brandon Shepard going overall quick time and Brandon Overton second quick. According to series announcer James Essex they, uh, Essex, they are expecting more cars to show up today, so we could be near 50 for tonight and the weekend. The field will be packed with good cars, including Jonathan Davenport, Hudson O'Neill, Tim McCready, Ricky Thornton Jr., Earl Pearson Jr., Shane Clanton, Josh Richards, Kyle Larson, and a whole host of other young drivers. For drivers and teams eyeing the Lucas Championship, only their best five nights of the next 14 will count towards the season-long championship hunt but drivers do have to have perfect attendance to earn those points. If you watched my Dirt Tracker Conversations episode earlier this week with Joshua Joyner, you know there are some question marks with the group of Lucas full-timers. Of the full-time field that competed last year, we can expect champion Tim McCree to be back to defend his title. It also sounds like Hudson O'Neill, Tyler Erb, Kyle Bronson, Ricky Thornton Jr., and Earl Pearson Jr. are all coming back. Two notables that we are probably losing are Jonathan Davenport and Jimmy Owens. Those two drivers represent three of the last four Lucas championships and a boatload of wins. It sounds like the draw of chasing the money in 2022 is just too strong to keep them as full-fledged Lucas regulars. Some other drivers will step in to fill those gaps, though, and a few names we should expect to be in the mix early on are Spencer Hughes, Garrett Alberson, Ashton Winger, and Cody Overton. Those guys would all be chasing the Lucas Rookie of the Year as well. And from there, depending on how Speed Weeks plays out, we could either lose or add some guys. This is kind of always that point in the season where guys maybe say early on that they're going to race and then don't, or maybe they don't say early on that they're going to race and then they have a good Speed Weeks and decide to sign on anyway. Golden Isle Speedway looks to be in good shape for the weekend, and while the temperatures will be chilly, the forecast for precipitation continues to improve. Kyle Bronson is now the owner of the facility, so he'll be playing host this weekend while also racing in multiple divisions. Looking at tonight specifically, this will be the, Luke, uh, the first Lucas event at the track since 2020. This event was canceled in 2021 because of COVID. 
Back two years ago, Tim McCready won the opener in February, and then the series returned in May to reopen the season after the COVID shutdown. Those three nights were won by Jimmy Owens, Kyle Bronson, and Josh Richards. And thanks to the added stat tools of Dirt Tracker Plus, we can see that in those four races in 2020, Jimmy Owens actually had the best average finish of any driver at Golden Isles of 3.75. Of drivers that made multiple starts, McCready, Bronson, Davenport, all trail Owens in at that average finish stat. The DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula likes McCready tonight, but I'm going to pick Brandon Overton myself. So far, both me and the formula are 0 for 1 after the Outlaws at Volusia. We'll see how we fare with tonight's picks. As for the championship, I think McCready is still the guy to beat here. We know Urban O'Neill can win races, but can they find that consistency to stay in the hunt? T-Mac won the title in 2021, and his average finish was more than two spots better than O'Neill, who finished second to him. Those guys will have to close that gap up big time if they're going to compete this season. If you're in the area, make sure to dress warm for tonight. If not, Mav TV Plus will have live coverage of the whole night, and the Mav TV Broadcast Network will go live for the feature only. In some rules news from yesterday, the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series announced they are working towards making onboard fire suppression systems mandatory for the 2023 season. They're currently working with SFI and the manufacturers to create a set of rules which they plan on completing by May of this year. That will allow teams to have plenty of time to get things purchased and their cars outfitted before next season. I personally saw this announcement and was like, hey, more safety, that's good news. But apparently not everyone agrees. There was quite the reaction from the sprint car community on social media yesterday following the move. There were a lot of drivers saying, instead of mandating more parts, why don't we make tracks safer? We saw tweets from Gio and Dominic Selzy, Logan Wagner, and plenty of others on the subject. Which to some, uh, some extent, I agree with them. The problem here, though, is these things aren't mutually exclusive. We can both mandate onboard fire suppression and work towards safer racetracks. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It should be all of them at the same time. What I don't understand here, though, is guys complaining about unsafe racetracks, no ambulances, the safety crews, etc., but they don't go into details or mention the tracks by name. If this is such a problem, why aren't they more vocal about which actual tracks it is? Put some pressure on these facilities to get better. Also, nobody is forcing these drivers to run these racetracks. If they don't like what they see when they show up, don't race and be vocal about why you're not racing. Sitting out from an event you find unsafe will be a serious message to the powers that be that something needs to be done. But if you continue to show up and race at these places, regardless of whether you, whether you think they're safe or not, they're going to continue to not make changes. The area of, this area of safety is something that needs to be constantly evolving, and drivers need to step up and make moves on their own. I also saw some tweets from guys that this move is financially motivated with the insinuation being that they're going to be kickbacks or some sort of payoff for the series from the companies that make these systems. I think that's a wildly cynical view of the situation and one that I hope isn't widely accepted. Not everything in this world is a cash grab. I don't know about you, but if I can add something to my car that will help me not be on fire in a crash, that sounds pretty good to me. From all angles, safety needs to continue being a focus and being pushed forward. Safer cars, better racetracks, improved safety gear, and better response teams at the tracks are all needed. And everyone needs to do their part, from the drivers and the teams to the series and the racetracks. When Tyler Courtney and his Clawson Marshall Racing Team head south here coming up pretty quickly, they'll do it with a fresh paint scheme on the 7BC Sprint Car. 
No more NASA Energy Drink Turbo on the side of that machine, instead going with an updated look from Blackbeard that features just the straight NOS Energy Drink logo. Sunshine is getting ready to defend his All-Star Circuit of Champions title and tackle a sizable sprint car schedule to hopefully make the jump to the World of Outlaws in the future. The All-Star schedule kicks off a week from tomorrow at Sonoya Raceway in Georgia. And a quick schedule change for the All-Stars. Their April 24th race at Bedford Speedway in Pennsylvania has been pushed back a few days to April 28th. So it was on Sunday. Now it's the following Thursday night. It was originally going to cap a four-race weekend with Bloomsburg, Williams Grove, and Port Royal. Now it will kick off a four-day stretch that will include Lernerville, Sharon, and Waynesfield. For info on the All-Star Circuit of Champions, check out allstarsprint.com. And for the modified folks at East Bay for the Winter Nationals last night, 2021 at track champion Brian Bernhardt topped the UMP modified feature over Chris William and Lu- uh, Chris William Chris Wilson and Lucas Lee. It was Bernhardt's first Winter Nationals win in three years. Drake Troutman finished eighth. Tyler Clem was 14th, and Tyler nicely finished 22nd. It was a big field of cars with 59 modifieds on the property. That modified portion of the event continues through Saturday night. The Winter Nationals as a whole continue at East Bay in various forums through February 19th. And there are four shows on the streaming schedule today. Flow Racing has the Winter Nationals from East Bay, like I just mentioned, and Flow Racing 24-7. MAPTV Plus has the opening night of the Lucas Late Models from Golden Isles, and SpeedSport TV has USAC CRA Sprint Cars from Cocopa Speedway. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Thursday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.